everybody, and welcome back to the Board Game Mechanics. It's me, Katie, and with me, as always, is... What's going on? It is Jason. So, um, we're, we're still in our quarantine. Governor DeWine is, is letting up a little bit. Our children are still insane. Like, right now, they should be sleeping, but they're upstairs causing a ruckus, so I hope you can't hear them. Yeah, it's, they're, like, banging on the floor. It's pretty crazy. Oh, my gosh. They're being ridiculous. Like... They don't have that that much, I think maybe another week or so or two of schoolwork. And then they're done with that, which has also been kind of a pain. And like our youngest is a true extrovert. So being away from people and not having friends or any of that outlet has made her extra annoying and psychotic. <laughs> like yeah, it, she just is crazy. Yeah, it, it's pretty bad. She needs to get, once this is over, she needs to go meet with like 14 kids. And just run around in a circle for like an hour. And just talk and boss them around. and Yeah. <laughs> someday. Yep, someday. Um, but, you know, things are still going well here. I mean, today was a really nice day. It was sunshiny. So we're we're hitting spring weather. And so being outside is, is also really great for them. So I hope you guys are all hanging in there, doing well, staying safe, staying healthy. We care about our riveted group, so wash your hands, stay home if you can, wear your face mask in public. That's my community service announcement. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. The more you know. <laughs> and actually, Jason is going to take over news tonight because... Katie's been slacking. Bam. <sighs> I was grading like final research papers, which are supposed to be at least six pages. And I had several that were in the nine page, 10 page range. Um, so I've been doing a lot of crazy grading and um, like creating new lessons for my college classes. Oh, so I, yeah, I've been slacking. I'm sorry, guys. Jason <laughs> Not- <laughs> actually, I think wanted to record this week without me. He doesn't, he wants to have you guys all to himself. So he's trying to edge me out since I'm so crazy busy with school. I see his evil in the face. That's not the case. I'm just trying to take stuff off your plate so you're not stressing out. Which is why I'm doing the news. Because I had time sitting on my butt while you were stressing out being crazy. That's his cover story. So if you are a fan of me, tell us on the riveted. Don't let Jason take over. <laughs> no no one wants to hear a bunch of episodes of me rambling for 30 minutes. Um, so yeah, uh, let's talk about some news. I found a couple things on Kickstarter this week that seemed a little interesting, and one of them is a sequel or a re-implementation of a game that we've done on the channel before. It's, there's a video on our YouTube channel, and it's called Tiny Ninjas Heroes, and it's from Tooniverse Games, number two, and then Nuverse, like universe, and it has 19 days to go, $29, and what this game is is it's a two-player game. And in Tiny Ninjas, you were getting these cards, and one player was going to be on the on offense, or the attacker, and one player was going to be the defender. The goal of the game is you're trying to play these cards to knock your opponent's health down to zero. Because the trick here is, once you're done being the attacker, then the opponent becomes the attacker, and they're going to beat, on, beat up on you for a while. So you're just back and forth fighting with some cool cards and some cute artwork, and some really nice dice. But Tiny Ninjas Heroes... It's the same core concept, but it looks like to go along with the cards that you're playing, there's also these dice, which the original game had dice too, but this one has more, and you're going to be putting them in this little grid, 
and they're going to have like range attacks, which you can hit certain spaces in this grid where you're putting dice and stuff. So it, it seems like more of the same, but a little more involved. So that's Tiny Ninjas and Tiny Ninjas Heroes. And if you're interested, look at our YouTube channel and see what they're kind of like. Yeah, um, Tiny Ninjas. I I like that game. It was fun. The artwork is adorable. It had that cute little like setup where you played in like a little dojo. Yeah, you you roll the dice in the dojo. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I liked it. It's cute. I think it's definitely worth checking out if you like kind of battle games. I thought that was fun. All right, and the next one is also a battle game. I'm like so interested in this. <laughs> so interested. And it also has to do with not ninjas, but it's a battle of the boy bands, which is what oh, this yeah. is called. <laughs> that is right up my alley. This theme speaks to me. Yeah, Katie loves K-pop and J-pop and all that kind of garbage. And A-pop. I like... American yeah, pop. Yeah, I was going to say, I like American boy bands. <laughs> yeah. So, what this game is, well, it's from a game and a curry is the company, which is really weird. $25, 26 days ago. And what this game is, is it's a drafting game, a la Seven Wonders or Sushi Go, something like that. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to draft cards to have the best boy band after six rounds. I don't really know how that works. I think you're probably trying to get cards to go together, which you normally do in a drafting game. But the core of the concept, the core concept of the game is you're drafting cards, trying to get a better boy band than everybody else. The thing about it is interesting that it's it's not cumulative. Like you have an event card that's in play that you are like drafting your boy band to work with. And so the event lasts for like two rounds. And so then you score that event. And so then you 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 get a new one. And so you've got like six total rounds. So like three, three of these event cards you go through. So it's really kind of cool that you have that like opportunity to to do up new stuff. And so it's really cool because you've got this group. And, and I love it because like there's like <laughs> they all have like these talents. So some of them are rappers. Some of them are dancers. Some of them are just the hottie, you know, in a boy band. And then... Uh, they're like from an emo boy band or a supernatural boy band or oh a gosh. futuristic one or a rebellious one. Like, I love that. And so then you can like play cards on top to like give them an extra talent. Like they could have a signature scent. They could be multi-talented <laughs> and play an instrument and dance. Notice how I breezed right over all that supernatural stuff. <laughs> It's the artwork is cool. It's very anime inspired. You can like attack other people. Like if you have a supernatural guy, you can like send vampire hunters after somebody else's supernatural band member. <laughs> That's crazy. It, or like the MIBs, the Men in Black go after the futuristic guy. It looks amazing. Hilarious, campy. I'm I really <laughs> want you to back this for me. There there is one video that I saw from Girls Game Shelf. They just posted yeah. a video for it today. So they I might have to check that out. I know. There's also like an in-depth like play um review with the co-designer, which I think looks awesome. Uh, I love the artwork. I of course I love boy bands, K pop and J pop and all the A pop. I mean all the alphabet pop. Menudo, all, all the letters of the Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees, <laughs> One Direction. Oh, I love me some boy bands. So this 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 theme, you know how I love theme. I will play this up so bad. Oh yeah, this is like my number one most anticipated game ever right here. Stop. Don't be a jerk, okay? No, it it does seem cool though, really. It did seem kind of interesting, for real. I love it. I want it. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> Check yeah. it out, guys. Check out the Kickstarter. There's still 20 days, 26 days left to go. So you got to go check it out. It's funny. Think of all the possibilities. Think of the possibilities. 
Yeah, and you can think about those possibilities in your own house because we are not back in this one. Oh, come on. I you realize under... I'm back like six Kickstarters. This is under the $50 threshold. Yeah, it's way under, but still. Did you did you back? It, yeah, but you backed a bunch of them at a dollar. When they when the pledge manager comes, you're actually going to back them for yes, me? Yes, like I did. I yes, yes. Except for fruticola, fruticola or whatever that one is because the shipping was like $92 because it was coming from Europe. Yeah, but that game looks good. We're going to have to look at it for a market. But yeah, yeah. Did, did you back Moonshine? Moonshine yes, Empire? Yes, I did, yes. Oh, guys, we're going to do a live play Moonshine Empire when it arrives. I'll do an unboxing video. That's what I'll do. All the Kickstarters that Jason's back for me during pandemic, there'll be Katie's pandemic <laughs> unboxing videos. So so two years from now. Two years from now. Get ready for my killer YouTube content and unboxing videos. Uh, that's funny. So that's all the news we have. Uh, let's move on to games that we played that don't have to do with me spending money. Uh. Yes, we'll talk about games played. And we got a few games. We, again, have been playing a lot of Clank Legacy because it's so good. We actually started a separate campaign of that aside from our initial one. So we're like double dipping and it's it's really fun. But we did manage to get in a few other games. And the first game is called, one of the ones we played is called Winterborn. And one of the members of the Riveted, was it Tim? It was Scott. It was Scott. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have many, so it could have been Tim. That's right. <laughs> Scott posted about this game, and I'm like, ooh, that looks like a game that we would probably like. I see, like, track-looking things, you know, it, it looks kind of dry, and you're see cubes. So we checked out Winterborn. I'll let you talk about Winterborn. All right, so, <laughs> so Katie did play this game. We did play it together. Uh, so what this game is, essentially, is it's a deck builder. Um, everybody has their own house in this old castle, noble family, whatever. Oh yeah, I remember now. You have some starting cards. You have six starting cards. You're going to draw four and you're going to play them. And the way that the game works is your cards are going to move around these three people. There's a a conqueror, a shaman, and an explorer on this rondelle. And what you're trying to do is you're, you're trying to get these people. Yeah, warrior. You're trying to get these people next to certain colors of hexes, which is going to represent the that color hex on the main board, which is going to let you either buy new cards, conquer, which is going to put more little tokens on your rondelle to make your people more powerful. They'll have three places they can go instead of one. Or it's going to give you an ally to trade with. So you can go there and trade something for something else to get some in-game points. That's the gist of the game, really. But the, the tricky thing here is it takes place over four seasons. So you have, I think it starts in spring... Summer, autumn, and then you're going to winter. And each season has a certain amount of cards that can get bought, and that's going to be the timer. But the interesting thing here is when you get to winter, then you're going to have this special power player ability, which is going to kick in. But you're going to have to make sure that you have enough of these favor tokens to run those powers. So spring, summer, and fall can all play for multiple rounds. We could play 10 rounds in each if we wanted to, depending on how much we're buying cards. But when you get to winter, there's only three rounds. Each player is taking three turns. And you need to make the best of it because that's going to end the game. So it's a pretty interesting little timer. It's a slow deck builder. You're not getting a pile of cards. Um, it has some interesting little mechanisms. I like the way the deck building and the, um, the rondelle work together. So, yeah, I like this one, Winterborn. Yeah, uh, this one is okay. I, I don't like when you c- claim it to be a deck builder because it is. Not. You're buying cards. You're making your deck bigger. You are building but your deck. I feel like that is not a main mechanic. Like I, I feel like 
it's what's the main mechanic then worker placement it's rondell and deck without building your deck you're never going to have any better cards to do anything i don't know Th- that's why because like i love deck builders but this is a slow it's really slow yeah you're not you're buying maybe four or five cards the whole game it's and you really can slow. maybe not buy cards like <sighs> i mean and, and even at that like what one or two you know yeah yeah you're not going to buy a bunch the whole game that's for sure so that's kind of why I was like, eh, it's okay for me. Um, the decisions are are pretty tight. I do like the fact that you can go about it different ways. So like some people might buy more cards to try and get different things to happen. Um, I went like a building route just to try and make the most out of my territories and um, put buildings on those because that's a, a score scoring multiplier. Um, you can get different goods, uh, get like end of game goal cards so there are several different ways to really um get points in this which i always think is nice in a game because i like to play it i like to go my own way to quote Fleetwood mac um so that i did like about it but the slow deck building was sad to me so it was it was okay and i would play it again uh but it's definitely it's not a love it for me yeah it's definitely like every mechanism that's ever been in a euro game is in this game it has everything. Building buildings. Uh, it doesn't have tracks, so it's missing some tracks. But everything else it has, it has building buildings, removing things from your board, giving you player powers. It has player powers, has rondelles, it has worker placement, it has deck building, it has it all. <laughs> now, if they create an expansion and they add tracks, oh, this has yeah. the potential to be a great game. Best game <laughs> ever, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll be doing a video for this eventually. So stay tuned to our YouTube channel if you care. All right. So you want to talk about the next game? Sure. The next game we played is um, from one of our good friends, at PDB, a little Philip DeBerry, and that's Rice Dice. And we also have his, it's the it's the dice version of his full board game, Spirits of the Rice Patty, which we also have. And we got that like really early on, I think, in our game collecting. And we just were not, I think, as good at games then or understanding rules then. So we had trouble playing that game. I think we would do much better now. And so that's on our list of to play for sure, especially after playing Rice Dice. And so Rice Dice, you have cards that represent rice patties. um, And you're rolling dice to determine the actions you're going to take on your rice patties. You have to give them water. They have to be flooded in order for you to plant the rice in them. Then you have to get rid of the water in order to harvest the rice. Which seems backwards, but that's the way it works. No, that's how rice planting works. I know. It just seems backwards from all other farming. Sort of. No, when you harvest, you have to have the fields dry. You can harvest when it's wet. Yeah, I guess, but you wouldn't. You just don't know anything about farming. Yeah, that could be true. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's probably true. I'll just keep me quiet now and let you finish. I was an FFA, man. Future Farmers of America. I know about farming. You're a city boy. That's true. True. <laughs> um, you can also so you're rolling these dice on different sides. You've got water that you can add to your patties, or and then you can also release from your patties to move them down to other ones that need flooded. Um, you have got rice to pl- you've got workers that can plant rice. They can harvest rice. Um, they can also pick out weeds, which weeds also show up on um, the dice, and then you can draw cards that allow you to expand your rice fields and add new patties that have these special, um, powers, which are really cool because they can allow you to do different things. And that makes your rice patties different from other people. The patties come in different sizes, so they allow you for different points when you harvest them. But some of the larger patties are harder to get flooded, to get enough workers to use. Um, 
And some of the ones with the really the best powers are only maybe one or two hexes big to grow rice in. Um, but it's quick. It's really simple to teach, easy to pick up. And I really thought it was fun. I liked it a lot. It is fun. I think the hardest thing to teach is the water, though. Because yeah. wa- water, everybody gets to do something, whether it's their turn or not, if they want to. And that's really hard to teach and how to flow it down. And you can't partially fill a patty and all that mess. That's the hardest part. Everything else is super easy. I don't I don't think that was hard. I think um, well, one person playing had a problem <laughs> understanding it. No, I mean, to, in his defense, it, it is a little tricky. But outside of that, like workers, you need a worker to do a thing. One worker can do one hex worth of work. So it's pretty, you know, pretty easy there. And I also like that some of the rice patties have really random special powers. Like one of Brandon's powers was you roll three question marks, you get 10 points. So just stuff like that. Like that's like push your mm-hmm. luck stuff that I like. So that was fun. Not even relevant to growing rice, but it was fun. Yeah, it's just a really great game and I think a great lead in to Spirits of the Rice Patty, which is a bigger version of it. But also like any other kind of small dice game, this would be really easy to teach to people. I think it has a cool theme that you don't see very often. And I like the way it looks like the art is great. So that's Rice but Rice Dice. That's Rice Dice by PDB. Rice Pice. Pice Rice. <laughs> yeah, I, sorry. I like that. I like that sorry, sorry, Philip. I screwed it up. <laughs> and he, awesome. listen, he listens to our podcast he knows what to expect maybe he doesn't listen to our podcast we just think he does because he every once in a while comments That's on the true. Rivet. he does comment on the riveted so i'll take that to mean we i listen to every podcast and you guys are the best that's how i take it <laughs> oh okay <laughs> you're you're expecting a lot from a pretty okay podcast uh, <laughs> yeah that's true all right so the last game we played outside of the i think like six games of clank legacy that we played is wingspan with the European expansion. You're I think you're only bringing this up because you want to like bring it up and tout about the fact that you won finally. No, it's on the game. It's the third game that we played, but yes, I did win. And I posted it on the Riveted and I won pretty nicely, like 15 points. Like legitimately. We have played this game a bunch, okay? And this is like the first time I'm pretty sure he's won. Don't take this from me, okay? I've no, won I've no, won twice. You've been ridiculous about this win. I have okay. won twice. You've only won once against me, okay? But I've won once in a two player game with Joel. So I've yes, won twice. That's fine. I have won many more times than twice. But I don't go around putting it in the podcast so I can talk about how I won. <laughs> I don't leave the score sheet out on the kitchen table That's for days, <laughs> days, so that people can stop by and see it, so that I have to see it every time I walk past That's because it. you're a better human than me, okay? <laughs> people, I'm not even joking. He did leave the score sheet. Everything else is put away. The score sheet was sitting on the table for days for people to look at. I may have done that, yes. Okay. I did. But- Let's talk about Wingspan. So <laughs> we've all talked about Wingspan multiple times. Uh, there's videos on our channel. Um, it's a engine building game where you're trying to get these different types of birds to live in one of the three habitats on your player board. And the more birds you can get down on your player board, the more str- powerful, I almost said more stronger, the more yeah. pa- the most pa- more powerful your action is going to be in that, that row. So like if I'm taking a draw cards action, if I have three birds down there, it's going to be super powerful because I might have three other birds that are going to be able to give me a special action when I take that action. So you're going to do this over, I think, four rounds. And there's some in-game, in-round goals you're trying to accomplish. And then whoever has most points is the winner. Uh, European expansion is awesome because it adds a whole pile more cards and purple eggs. So if you like purple, you need to get that as well. 
And I do like purple, so I do like that. And I love this game. I love engine building. I like looking at the drawings. I like making the birds make chomping noises when they eat other birds. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. And while we're talking about this game, this game completely crushed it at yes. the, Go- the Golden Geek Awards. I think it won like seven awards, like all of them. It won like best abstract game, best video game. It won best podcast <laughs> yeah. somehow. I have no idea how I it know. did it. I, I- and you know what? I feel right that it beat us out for best podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It won everything. I don't know how it did it. It's crazy. And then I saw somebody say, now that Wingspan's won all these awards, can we agree that it's overhyped? And someone was like, uh, the people voted it, so how can it be overhyped? They're the ones creating the hype that, that it exists. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, thing, the thing I thought was funny is it won family game and strategy game. Which is interesting. That just shows that that game can be played across all, like, you know, gamer levels. So new people can play it. Gamers love it. I think that's pretty interesting, too. Yeah. So those are the games we played this week. All right. So for our feature tonight, we have been struggling a little bit on what do we talk about? Like, this is episode 120. We have had 120 episodes. And after a while, you're like, have we already talked about this? Have we covered this yet? We may have covered this. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, but so we asked for a suggestion in the Riveted, and you guys gave us a ton of really great suggestions. So hopefully we write those down and don't forget them. <laughs> so we can use <laughs> You're <them>. hilarious. <laughs> okay. I will try to remember them. Jason has already forgotten them. Yeah. I'll, I'll forget that I did that post, and I'll send out another post next week. So he just will. be prepared. He will. I'll I'll help you guys out and remember. <laughs> um, so we're hopefully we'll, you'll see your idea featured. Some of you mentioned things that we've already done, and I'm like, guys, are you not listening to us? Are you just joking? Like we're not your favorite <laughs> podcast. Um, but one of the things was talking about getting into kind of publishers catalogs and looking at different publishers and what games they've done. Designers, the prob- designers. De- Oh, yeah, designers. Shoot. Getting into designers, not publishers. I think we should do publishers because that makes more sense for us because we have game more games by groups of publishers. That's true. I think than we do by designers. Yeah, that's true. Because I love all kinds of different designers because all I care about is theme. <laughs> not yeah, all I care yeah. about. But I care a lot about theme. And so my our designers are all over the place. I'll only play like one or two games by each designer because I like the variety. So tonight, we're going to cover a designer that I actually do really enjoy. There are a couple of games on his list that I just really love, and that is Paolo Mori, and I love to say his name, too. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a cool name to say. It's, it's satisfying. Paolo is a cool name. Paolo. All right, so we're going to talk about our five favorite games. Now, these are only games we've played because we're not going to rank games that we haven't played because that's madness. No, so, you're not do that. of all of his games, I think there are like 10 or 11 or 12. I have the other ones we haven't played on the list as well. We're going to talk about the five that we've played. At least one of us has played. And then if the other one hasn't played, then we can just breeze over those. But we've at least one of us has played all five of these games. So the first game we're going to talk about, so we'll say our number five, is a game that I've played that Katie has not played. And it is called Blitzkrieg. And you have to say it like that. Because there's an exclamation point. Yep. And this is a two-player bag-pulling game. So you're pulling these little chits out of a bag, and you're trying to win these different um, battles. There's like eight or nine different little 
battle areas on this board. It's basically a tug of war. So you're pulling your color chits out of your bag. The other player's pulling chits out of their bag. And you're trying to have more influence on your side of each battle to win these battles to score points. The first person, I think, that scores 35 or 25 points or something wins the game. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, there are a few chits that have special powers. Not that difficult to play. It's just pretty fun if you like pulling stuff out of a bag. So that's Blitzkrieg. Yeah, and I remember you playing this. I just don't like war-based games. Yeah, it's so World War II. I, I think you're right. Again, the theme took me out. But I remember you saying that you were really surprised at how fun this game was. Yeah, I mean, I don't like war games a ton either at all. And this isn't really a war game. It's pulling out of a bag tug of war with the war theme. So it looks like a war game, smells like a war game, but it's not a war game. It's pretty fun. <laughs> A game that does look your speed, though, is the next game on our list, and that's a Vasco da Gama. Oh, yeah. This is really good. Have you played this one? No. Yeah. I, I... don't understand how. We've had it for a while. It's like the ugly-looking Euros that you like to play. It's and from What's Your Game. Play. Yeah, What's Your Game. Oh, yeah, and What's Your Game. Is yeah. Scott also our What's, or what's Your Game guy? Yes, he is. So Vasco da Gama, I think I played this twice. This is a game where it's a pretty deep, heavy Euro, where what you're trying to do is you are picking these little tokens. They're going to go from numbers like 1 to 30, I think. And you're going to put out a worker, and you're going to grab one of these tokens. So I may put out the first worker of the game, but I may take token 30. So what that means is that's going to be the last token that activates on the board when we start activating workers. The trick here is there's going to be an economy that's for the round. So there might be, it might we might start at number 4. 15 so anything under 15 is going to cost money if you take it so if i take 14 it's going to be like a coin if i take 13 it'll be a couple of coins but the trick here is you're going to flip something after everybody takes numbers and it may adjust the economy up or adjust it down so people who think who thought they weren't going to be spending money because they took higher numbers are actually now going to have to spend money which is kind of jerky but that's the way the game works and what you're trying to do in this is you're trying to get these ships to deliver goods because that's the making of all good Euro games. And you're trying to earn favor, get these different people to pilot your ship that have certain colors because certain color people are going to do certain things. Just think everything that's good about Euros and it's in this game with that crazy economy thing. And if you like that, you need to check this out. So that's Vasco da Gama. And Katie, you need to play this. I'm a little concerned about the economy portion of it it's it's not as crazy as it sounded right there it's just hard to explain <laughs> it yeah it, it's really not as bad it's just a one extra little thing to think about this is what makes me wonder if this is the reason why i don't play more games that you bring in is because you jason explained them to me and i'm like oh this sounds terrible <laughs> well yeah it, i mean that's probably true but then i'll actually explain it explain it when we're playing and then it's different I know, but I got to overcome that initial ugh to get to the table. So let me explain it differently. So there, there are these boy bands. <laughs> they're, they're on these boats. Named Vasco and Tagawa. <laughs> yeah, they're J-pop. <laughs> and they're trying to go across the Sounds ocean like to get to America to win over all the fans of the teenage girls. <laughs> so that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get the fans. Does that make you want to play this game now? <laughs> sure. But can my boy band be Vampire Vascos? <laughs> you can name your boy band that doesn't exist in this game, whatever you want to. All right, so the our number three game from Mr. Palomori that we have played. Are we ranking these from uh, least favorite to favorite? Yes. So we like all of these games, yes. but of the ones we've played, 
this is the list. So like five was Blitzkrieg and four is Vasco da Gama. So we're now moving. And to be fair, Vasco da Gama would probably be higher up if we both played it. But since I was the only one that played those two, that's why they were at the bottom. It's because you explained that one poorly. No, it has boy bands, but we're moving on. <laughs> so number three is Ethnos. So if you want to talk about that one, if you remember it, you can. Um, you don't remember it. <laughs> okay, so uh, eth- <laughs> like vaguely, I can talk about it in vague terms, but no, I don't remember any specifics of how they play the gameplay or anything. All right, you so have ethno- factions, right? Yeah, there's like giants and wizards yes. and yes, fairies yeah. and boy bands. There are no boy bands in that one. I would remember <laughs> oh, the game if okay. there had been boy you bands. Got, you got to draw the line to having boy bands and ethnos. Okay. <laughs> so, so what what this game is essentially, it's kind of it kind of plays like Ticket to Ride a little bit, where you're trying to collect these different types of cards. Like you need to get giants. I need to get like six giant cards to put down this area control marker in this area to control it. Hence the name area control. So then the next person that goes there would need to have seven cards to be able to put their marker down, so on and so forth. You're just trying to, you're collecting cards to get some area control in these different areas to score some points. That's the gist of the game. Uh, there's also some special powers that each faction has. I don't remember what they do because we've only played it one time. Yeah, I don't but, remember all yeah. the special powers either. But it's easy to play. You draw a card and then you play some cards eventually. That's the gist of the game. Uh, the artwork is boring and awful, which is why I kind of like it. Um <laughs> And why yeah. I don't. I so, think that's the reason why I don't remember that much about it is because a couple of things. One, it, it was like all brown. Yeah, it's brown so, and gray and tan. Yeah, it's yeah, bad. it's all these hideous colors. Second, um, it, it's really simple. There's not a lot of dimension to it, which normally would be okay if it wasn't, if it was a simple kind of mechanic that I liked, but it's not. It's area control, which I hate. So if you like area control, I can see where you would like this. And honestly, like I would move this one down below Vasco da Gama, even having not played Vasco da Gama, because I really like that's why I forget about it because it wasn't memorable to me. And I didn't it was just like, eh, it's OK. Yeah, I think it should be lower than that, too. But since you haven't played it, that's that's why it still stays where it is. Yeah. So that's Ethnos. You're being generous. Uh, number two, number two and number one uh, really, I think. I think their order might be based on how much I like them. Yeah, probably. I would rank them differently, probably. I think you would flop them. Yep. That's okay. It's fine. That's okay. So number two is Dogs of War. And Joel and Jason have talked about this game. And I have as well. Again, this is another tug of war game, which I think is something that Palamore does seem to do very well. In that you have your particular faction. Again, we've got factions. And you are trying to influence these basically on board tug of wars you are backing a certain color and um i always pick it comes with these ridiculous minis that you don't need but i love them anyway because i picked the lady what, with wait the- wait 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 what did you just say i love the lady with the big hat no before that <laughs> what did you say <laughs> you don't need these minis okay i just want to make sure i was hearing correctly because you I, are 100 percent correct use, you could use shape meatballs I love those. But you could actually, use coins it's for all that matters. Yeah, it's irrelevant. No, but I think the minis are nice because they're tactile. And I love the one with the, the lady with the big hat. Yeah, she's Be- annoying. Because I like that she takes up extra spaces and annoys you. Um, <laughs> it's super annoying, yes. And so then you've got player powers also that go with your particular faction, which is a cool thing. Also that Palomori does in some ways it's reflecting Ethnos in a 
better way. There's lots of negotiation happening. You're playing cards to pull the side towards one color or the other. You're adding your um, miniatures down. You're playing cards along with them. You're trying to gain these extra little prizes or I don't know, prizes like bonuses based on where you play your miniature, your player piece. Um, and then you're negotiating with people to try and get them on your side. And like, there's some backstabbing. Yeah, it's pretty mean. It's a pretty mean game. And Joel always says, oh, yeah, you know, you get caught up in this one fight and you get people to side with you and then you turn on them in the other. But it's okay because they forget about it. Some of us don't, Joel. <laughs> I haven't forgotten. Jed, yeah. <laughs> I haven't forgotten about you either. You play in your war machine Yeah. after... We negotiated a a truce. I remember these things. (laughs) But the player interaction is always fun. Um, And again, like the miniatures are unnecessary, but they look fun. They look cool. They're fun to handle. They really show you what side, what you're, which side you're on, what you're doing. Um, It's just a fun kind of nutty, again, little tug of war game on a board. Yeah. Just be careful who you're playing it with, because if people don't like that backstabbing stuff, they could get really mad. Right. I don't. I don't really like that stuff. But some games I'm fine with it in. It, and this is it's tug of war. It, not super high strategy. You're playing a card, trying to you know pull the the flag to your side. Not a big deal. But yeah, some people take it way can take it way too serious. So just be careful for that. But yeah, Dogs of War is great. All right. So let's talk about our number one game here. Which I don't know. I I might put Dogs of War here, but this one's really good. So the number one game from Palomori, in our opinion in our opinion, is Libertalia. Yes. So before I talk about we talk about Libertalia, I just want to say every one of these games that we've talked about that we've played from Paulo Mori are all over the board in like what <laughs> they do. There's the heavy Euro. There's the two-player tug of war with Blitzkrieg. There's simple introduction like Ticket to Ride Ethnos. There's crazy negotiation, backstabbing, huge minis, tug of war with dogs of war. And then there's Libertalia. So if you want to talk about Libertalia, have at it. Yeah, I really like Libertalia. This is actually really high up in my top 100 games and has been for a long time. I love the pirate theme. So everyone starts out with the same cards and they're different members of your pirate crew. And you're going to play them in different groups. So in each round, you each have the same number of cards, but you can carry over some crew members to your next round. And what you're trying to do, each crew member has a special power. So when you play it, that power goes into effect. And then some of those powers play off of other people's uh, cards that they've played, play off of the crew you already have on your boat, in your hold, play off of the treasures that are out there and available. And so they're numbered. So you're playing your specific numbered card. It's like a simultaneous action selection kind of thing happening. And everyone reveals the card to place in numerical order. And then the the actual powers fire. So you're trying to use your crew in the best way to get the most treasure. You can also get things that attack other people's crew members, gets rid of them, um, helps you get more crew, helps you carry over certain crew members that are valuable to you. Uh, it's just a thinky, fun game, and all you're doing is picking a card each time. Yeah, that's that's part of the fun is trying to guess what other people are going to play. And then when you get into the later rounds, which cards from the previous rounds they still have in their hand that you may also have so you can play them at different times. That's majority of the game is trying to not play what other people was playing because then 
you're sure that your card's going to fire first. It'll get to do its thing and all that. Well, you're not always sure, but you're more sure. So, yeah, I really like that simultaneous action selection thing. It's really fun. Yeah, because you're out thinking other players, but you're also wanting to use cards that benefit you the most at the time when they benefit you the most. Because you've got, like, daytime, sunrise, sunset, and night. Is that right? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Like, three different phases. And so certain cards fire at different phases. And there are some cards that only work if you're the only person that plays it at a certain time. Um it's just like it's thinky and yet deceptively simple at the same time and that's what i think is so great about this and another reason why i love this game so that is our number one palomora game libertalia all right so let's do a rundown of the top five and then we can talk about well i'll at least mention the other games that he's done that some of you probably have played that we haven't because we suck (laughs) um so our top five is blitzkrieg vasco da gama I think Ethnos should be number four, but... Well, we're going to leave it at what it is now. So Blitzkrieg is five, Vasco da Gama is four, Ethnos is three, Dogs of War is two, and number one, Libertalia. All right, so let's talk about some other games. I don't know if you know any of these games or not, but I'm going to say them. So (laughs) another game that he has done is Gotham City Strategy Game which is essentially a Batman game that uses like little hero clicks type figures that keep track of some information on the base. And you're trying to do some area control. He kind of likes area control. You're doing some area control around Gotham City to collect these different types of things. And then occasionally Batman shows up and slaps you around. Gotham City. Yeah. So Batman on a board, which seems kind of cool. I don't know though. I feel like this is a game that you would not like. I don't think I would either, but... A lot of people say it's pretty solid. A lot of reviewers like it. If I, But again, I think it's with the caveat that if you like games that do that, then this is probably a fun one, mostly because it has Batman slapped onto it. Yeah, which is, I think, why we haven't played it. Is it's just not our typical type of game. Right, yeah. And the next couple, I've never heard of, so I'll just mention them briefly. Borneo. I think I might have heard of that, but I, I don't know this. what it is. La Isla Bonita. It's a good Madonna Ma- song. <laughs> Memento, which is a good Guy Pierce movie. Uh, Olympic Cards. I, I don't know. Uh, then there are some games that I do know. So Pandemic Fall of Rome, which is the newest Pandemic cash grab, which is him and Matt Leacock. I've heard great things about this one. Yeah, it, it looks kind of neat. It's a you know it has a cool theme that I like. It's not killing viruses. It's killing in, <laughs> invaders into oh. Rome. Yeah. So, so yeah. different. <laughs> so different. It is different. All right, uh, moving on. Next game is a game called Pocket Battles, which I have no idea what that is. It's about boy bands fighting who wears pockets the best. That could, uh, it might be. That would be sweet. <laughs> uh, then the last two games I do kind of know a little bit about these. So Rise of Augustus or I Augustus. I do want to play this. I've heard of this. Yeah, it's like a bingo style game where you're trying to fill out these little boards that you have in front of you with certain types of like weapons, shields to get points. So it kind of. Okay, I, wa- yeah. I wanted to play it until you explained it. That's Nobody what it is. Nobody wants to play bingo. It's like Tiny Towns. It's that same mechanism where somebody does something and everybody else has to do it, which Quit is bingo. Using bingo to describe that. That sounds terrible. That's what it is. It's not. There's got to be a better word for that. All right. I want all the riveted members to, to chime in and say what they would call that mechanism. Thank and, you. And the term that you want to type in the comments is called bingo. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> All right, so moving on from Bingo, uh, we're going to go to his party game, which is called Unusual Suspects. 
And I believe this is a game all about describing people based on stereotypes. I like that. Yeah, like it's, I don't know a ton about this, but it's like pictures and you're trying to describe people based on the way they look. (laughs) So I don't know how PC this is, but it seems silly and fun. Yeah, I'm down. I love those kind of games where they're like, language based in like a fun way and that it you can play casually because i mean yes we play a lot of heavy euros but i also enjoy playing with casual gamers and like having that kind of freedom to chat and talk and do other things as well as play a game which you hate but yeah i don't i don't love that i don't love that which i'd be surprised if you would like this game then i probably wouldn't but if we play it (laughs) when on a crowd you know with certain people who only play these types of games i like to have some of these games that i don't despise so when I'm in those situations that we can play these and, you know, I'm at least having an okay time. Exactly. So like just one. Like I like that game. So whenever there's a party game situation where we have to go, I just want to play just one. Or ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah. So, all right. So that is all of Palomori's games, according to BGG. There's one that's not out yet that I didn't include because there was nothing on it. So I'm not going to talk about it. Um, those are our top five. Let's hear what you think. What do you like from Palomori? I'm sure you guys like all the games that we didn't talk about because <laughs> that's just how we roll. Right. So if there are games that we didn't talk about, they're like, oh, yeah, we haven't heard of this one. We don't know much about this one. And you know about it and you like it and you think it's worth playing. Tell us, you know, post in the riveted, send us a message, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, so that we know what we need to start trying to play from Palomori because we do like a lot of his games and they kind of are a little bit widespread in mechanics, and that's great for a lot of variety of people. So what do you think of our list? And don't forget, hashtag Rise of Augustus is bingo the board game. You realize that describing a game as bingo is like a death sentence. I'm not even saying that that may not be the mechanic, but I don't think it is. But you have to recognize that it also is like a terrible advertisement for a game. (laughs) I do understand that, yes. This is the life that I live, people, okay? (laughs) This is the reason why I only play a few games. Because Jason's like, oh, let's play this game. It's like crap in a box. And I'm like, that sounds terrible. Why would I want to play that? Learn to describe games in a way that is palatable for other people. All right. So I do want to know what the Riveted thinks that mechanism is called. If it's not bingo, I just want to know so I can call it something else. So I can persuade Katie using your term (laughs) so she'll play this game. I'll play it anyway, maybe. We don't have it, so I'll have to find it. Yeah, we'll have to find it. Someone's got it. Yep, so those are our favorite Palomora games. If there is a designer that you want to see us feature, um, let us know, although we might not have played a lot of their games. We'll see what we can do. We'll try and do our research. We'll see if we've got friends that own those games and try and bring them out just for you guys because the Riveted are the best fans in the world. If you stick by us and are willing to post on our Facebook page and hang out with us and listen to us to just a pretty okay podcast. You've got to be amazing, dedicated, loyal people. That's all I have to say. Oh yeah, totally. Like you guys are wasting an hour of your life a week. You, you're the best. <laughs> you are the best. So hang in there, stay safe, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. As don't always. Touch your face. Keep your hands away from your eyeballs. Are you trying to make a boy band song out of that? Yes, that's what I did. Yep. Why? I was Stop. dancing too. You just couldn't see it. You're, you, are one person that does not a boy band make. Okay? I'm a man band. <sighs> I wish you would cut that part out in editing, and I know you won't. You know it's not coming out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, guys. Hang in there in the pandemic. Look what I'm stuck with. <laughs> I'm Katie. Uh, and I'm Jason. Keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming. Keep gaming.